to praise his name another day just to simply give him thanks and to honor him for forever being present amen in a time of need amen he's always there to guide and to lead us and to comfort us when we're going through our trials and tribulation as well as when we're going through good times he always present amen for his children so let's give god a hand amen for always being there for his children amen you may be seated God is good, amen. Uh, I want to give honor to Bishop, amen, for allowing me the privilege, amen, of speaking the word of God on today, amen. Uh, I spoke with him yesterday, and he wanted me to let you guys know that him and the first family is on vacation. So let's give Bishop a hand and the first family, amen, for the vacation, amen. (laughs) I know he's enjoying himself and evangelists i know the kids got them walking a lot so we're going to be praying for our bishop and our first lady amen god is good amen um i want to give honor to my wife amen uh for being there supportive of me amen i couldn't walk this walk without her man uh she's a true help me Amen, and I thank God for that, amen. And you guys can thank God for her as well because as I preach this sermon today, my wife is going to give me several different looks out the sermon, and she's going to let me know when God has left the presence of me. So let's give her a hand for that. God is good. Amen, and give honor to all the ministers amen and everyone that's under the sound of my voice amen uh as minister clarence and minister torres and minister layla amen as they pray for me and encourage me uh i thank god to have good brothers and sisters like them amen to encourage their brothers and not only do i have good brothers and sisters but i have a good family and you guys and even better than that I have great spiritual parents. So I thank God for everything that he is doing in this season in my life. I really don't I don't always understand what God is doing. But I trust him enough to believe that he has my best interest at heart when he called me to do a job such as this. Amen. Um, let us stand and open our Bibles to the book of Ezekiel, amen, uh, chapter 37, amen, and we're going to start at verse 1, amen. I want you guys to feel free on today to uh, let God talk to you and let God use you in the way that he sees fit on today. Feel free to shout. Feel free to cry. Feel feel free just to let go on today. Because God is going to restore some things on today. God is going to do a a revival in this place on today. God is going to speak life into you on today. And I thank God for it. And we in Ezekiel chapter 37, starting at verse 1. 
And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And God caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, Thou knowest the smartest answer this man could have gave. And again he said unto me, Prophecy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and we'll bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a shaking. And the bones came together and bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said unto, he unto me, Prophecy unto the wind, prophecy, son of man, son of man. And I say to the wind, thus saith to the Lord God, Come from the four winds, the north, the east, the south, and the west. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet. That's you guys. And exceeding a great army. My subject for today is simply called life support. You may be seated. Life support. Lean over to your neighbor and tell your neighbor God is about to do a revival in here on today. Tell your neighbor, I ain't want to say nothing, but I've been in need of a revival up in here. Amen. Give God a hand, praise. Amen. Amen. Before I go a little further, I, I, something um, tremendous and enlightening happened to me over the weekend. Uh, but first, it was uh, started Wednesday, last Wednesday uh, after what's that Bible study? Bishop came to me and he told me that you're going to be preaching. Uh, next Sunday. I said, okay, Bishop, you're getting closer and closer, you know. <laughs> Usually you have a little time, you know. And I knew right then and there, I, I immediately knew I had to pray. I knew immediately I had to start asking God to cover some things because I know as soon as that word was spoken out, the devil was going to do 
everything that he could possible to stop this word from going forth. So I prayed. And I took something that Bishop said. He said, you have to have a calm and cool spirit. Because trouble came. I knew it was going to come. But one thing God does, he prepares you to be able to fight the things that's going to come your way. So interestingly enough, I had my grandson, as, I, as, I'm, as I'm starting to write my sermon, I knew I couldn't take no days off work. I, I just knew I couldn't, so I had to bear through the uh, week and uh, write my sermons here and there, take a little time, meditate right here, meditate right here, you know, take little by little. And uh, my grandson come over. I say, oh, two years old. I say, this is going to be trouble. I told Vanessa, Vanessa, I say, this is going to be trouble. So I had to get up in the middle of the night and just start writing and everything when everything was calm. But he came into the kitchen where I was writing. And I had my Bible and I, and I was reading my Bible and I had my laptop on the kitchen table and I had my Bible and I'm, I'm trying to study. And he came and he got up and sat in my lap and he said, Granddaddy, I want some water. So I gave him some water and then I said, you know what, grandson, let's open this Bible. And I just turned to the beginning of the Bible and I said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he started to repeat after me. But interestingly enough, I, I, the first thing when he, because he, he grabbed it and started going through it. And, and he, I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. And then it said, fire. I said, uh-uh, hold on. The Lord of God sent fire down. I said, hold on, we're going to go to the beginning, grandson. And as I'm, he, he, he get excited and he's excited about the, me just reading to him. The excitement that he had on his face that I was reading with him, and he got to clapping his hands as we read, and it was just interesting to me. And uh, we go in the, the next day, we go in the room. Now, this Friday, I already done watched Blaze with him almost 10, 20 episodes of Blaze on Friday. Got to write a sermon. Then I got to watch 10 or more episodes on Saturday of Blaze with him. And I'm like, man. But it's interesting enough that Blaze has this uh, nemesis uh, named Crusher. And Crusher always tried to throw up little obstacles and Blaze way. But Blaze always seemed, a way, uh, seemed to find a way to overcome every trick that Crusher tried to throw his way. So as I sat with him and made him feel comfortable, he said, Granddaddy, you my best friend. And I said, oh, my God. He almost brought tears to my eyes to say, Granddaddy, two years old, you my best friend. And I can remember Vanessa saying, my sweet little baby, my baby is so sweet. But when her sweet little baby started making havoc and running through the house and tearing up everything, is this still her sweet baby once she's trying to tell him to sit down and do this and do that? But he said, I'm your best friend, granddaddy. And I thought about what God would say to us. I'm, uh, God say, is a, is a friend that stick closer to a brother. 
And I thought about when he said, I'm your best friend, granddaddy, and that two years old, it, it, it reminds me I'm your best friend, and your best friend wakes you up in the middle of the night because your best friend, Jesus, he want to tell you some things, but if your grandson, best friend, wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, what you going to say? Go back to bed. You ain't going to want to get up. You're going to say, go back to bed. I say, God, you is amazing. Because God is working on me. And he's given me different revelations, amen, to be able to understand some things that we're going to go through in this life, some things that we're going to have to fight. God is saying, I'm waking you up to give you the answers. I'm waking you up to give you the instructions. But are you going to tell me to go back to bed because you got to get up and go to work in the morning? Where's your priorities at? So I had to sit back. Now let's get back to this life support thing. See, the body is a complex machine. Many organs and systems constantly work to keep it healthy. Some functions are so crucial that you can't live if they stop. When they fail, special medical procedures commonly called life support can keep you alive until your body is ready to take over again. But sometimes the body isn't able to resume the work. And I had to take a look at some reasons uh, for life support. Here's three reasons that you, here's three case scenarios that you may have to be on life support. Your lungs, in case of a near drowning, pneumonia, drug overdose, a blood clot, a severe lung injury, or disease. Your heart, sudden cardiac arrest or heart attack. Your brain, stroke or severe blow to the head. And I'm looking like, God, these are the same things that the devil comes out to kill, steal, and destroy. He want to keep you crippled in your lungs that you can't even call out to God. He want to have you on life support that you cannot even feel to be able to love someone else again. He want to mess with your brain that you can't even think clearly. He want to make you feel like you separated from God. So if, so if he attacked me where I can't even pray, where I can't even breathe and praise God, he got me crippled. Hmm. Life support. My heart, I, can, I can't feel the way that I once felt for my brothers and for my sisters because an incident that happened that got me on life support. I don't want to love no more. I don't want to care no more. I'm just tired of the situation. I'm through life support. My brain is all messed up. I'm trying to cope with everything. I'm trying to drink my problems away. I'm trying to smoke my problems away. My, 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 my mind it can't function no more because it's been on life support from what the world has told me was good for me. Life support. Hmm. I say, okay, God. He said, yeah, you preach from Ezekiel at Mount Pilgrim about eight years ago. But he said, when you preached from Ezekiel 37, eight years ago, you was a baby. Hmm. He said, you don't even look at this scripture the same way that you looked at this scripture eight years ago, do you? I said, no. 
He said, because from eight years ago, from the time then, from the time now, you've been going through so much stuff that it was times that you wanted to give up, didn't you? Hmm. I said, yeah, I said it. Life support. But was I on God life support? This is the thing. Was God holding me up on life support? This is the thing. So I'm, I'm sitting in my kitchen and I'm, and, and, and I'm writing and I'm, and I'm reading and I'm meditating. And I got my little grandson running around. It's chaos going all around me. But I said, God, I say, hold still because you learned something. He said, you remember when Peter was on the boat and Jesus came and told him, if it's, it, it, he said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Because he said, now you can hear through a storm. Chaos going all around, but you can hear my voice. He said, you know it's me. I said, thank you, Lord. He said, today we look around and we see people clearly alive and functioning, but they dead on the inside. <laughs> Before I can talk to you about it, I got I to gotta admit and I got to step up and I got to be man enough to tell you I felt like giving up in the inside. I felt dead before as a Christian. <laughs> but Christ come to give life. But how I'm feeling dead on the inside. He said, we're going to get to that. They just going along with the program, but in the inside they scream and help. They're miserable. They tired of their own homes. They tired of their own jobs. They're tired of their own cars. They tired of their own kids. They tired of their own family. They tired. They just want to give up and walk away from everything. Life support. Connected. To these things that I, I, I really want to let go, but I, I really can't go because I'm on life support because the life support still got my heart beating and my, the life support still got me caring for a situation. It still got me caring for a person because I'm on life support. I'm not fully there, but I'm connected. So I just can't simply walk away. Because you remember the machine is something that's connected to you while you're laying in that hospital bed. It's connected to you. It's a ventilator that's pumping breath in your body. We're going to get to that. Hmm. They're alone and afraid. And they have lack of desire and drive, and their ambition is gone. I have a calling on my life, but I'm so conflicted by the things that's going on around me, so I really don't want to step into my purpose because of the things that's afflicting me. It, 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 deletes, it depletes my, 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 my desire to do anything that God tells me to do. God, because if you were truly for me, why am I going through the things that I'm going through? Why I'm feeling good today and feeling bad tomorrow, and the cycle seems to keep going on. Tired. I'm on life support. I'm tired. Wasn't, wasn't it Job and 
3 and 11 when he said, Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? It's a generation right now that's killing themselves. They're committing suicide. They're trying to compare themselves with everything that's going down. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything. And they're comparing their life to their life. And I can't succeed, so I get depressed. And I just want to take my life because don't nobody understand. Life support. It was Job again say, I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. Job 3 and 26, this man is complaining. This man is tired. And, and, and he, he, he's, he's so tired, but it, it was, it's amazing that God said that there's none like him. <laughs> he's upright. He's righteous. You can do anything that you want to do to my saints, to my brothers and sisters, but God saying he did not touch your life. And when you get that deep down inside of you that he cannot take your life, you will step up and walk into your purpose. Job again said, I loathe my very life, therefore I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul, Job 10 and 1. He said, I loathe my very life, and the word loathe means I feel intense dislike, or I'm disgusted with myself. I'm going through so much. I'm tired. I'm starting not to even like myself. I'm starting not to, I can't even stand to see my sight in the sight of a mirror. I cannot stand to see myself. How did I allow myself to get this far in the ocean and I seem like I can't get out? How did I allow myself that far? Life support. They try to run from the, the, the things that God has for them. It, it was Jonah said, now, O oh Lord, take away my life. All these people are saying, take away their life. For it is better for me to die than to live. But God is using them. But in the midst of them being used, they want to take their life. Hmm. Lord, it, 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 it's, it's complex. It's confusing, as Paul would say. Hmm. Even after God reached out to Jonah again with great compassion, even after God has fixed one of y'all's circumstances or one of my circumstances, it seems to say, I'm, he said that I'm, he responded, I'm angry enough to die. After God has just changed my situation. Because now I'm faced with another situation. And I thought everything was going to be all peachy and I thought everything was going to be all cream and I thought everything was going to be all nice and I thought I was going to have strawberries on this cake. I thought I was going to have my favorite dessert today. But Vanessa didn't cook. Man, I'm just tired. Everybody else cooking. All the other ministers eating good. Just messing with Tired. It was funny. Uh, 
King David said, so I'm, 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 I'm through with Joe for a little while. I had to pick on him for a minute, but you learn so much from this man. King David said, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? He talking to himself. Listen, he talking to himself. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why disturb me within me? <laughs> But then he go along with this 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 Psalm 2011, then he go along and say in the same scripture, the same verse, the same verse, he say, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He just told himself, Why are you downcast, O my soul? And it reminded me of something. We all have bad days and we all don't feel up to par. And we all may be feeling like giving up and throwing in the towel. Some say, I'm glad I went to church today. Some say, I ain't getting nothing today. But then you come in and, and, a, and a saint or a brother and sister say, how you doing today? You just got through cursing and you just got through crying coming to church because you felt a certain way. But when they said, how you doing today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm blessed and highly favored. David, what? Confusing me, I'm you downcast, but I will praise the Lord. Ain't this is how you, God is amazing? So God knows exactly what we are going through. See, see, this happened. God said that there is nothing new that's under the sun. So if it happened once, it, it'll happen again. But God has left someone to tell us. What's going on? So you don't have to feel all out of place. You don't have to feel like giving up because you already see you're not the only person that go through things. You're not the only person that feel like giving up. You're not the only person that may have already accelerated but still going through stuff. He got a whole kingdom, King David. A whole kingdom, but he's still going through torment. And sometimes we go through things because of the things that we put out there in the atmosphere. And then we want to blame everybody around us when we set our own trap before us. Life support. But God said, that was a nice title that you had, life support. But he said, I'm not your life support. Ooh. You what? He say, I support life. I support life. He said, I support life. He say, our very lives flow from God's breath. Genesis 2 and 7. He say, and the Lord God formed man of the dust and of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Job 33 and 4 says, the Spirit of God have made me, and the breath of the Almighty have given me life. Hmm. He say, he created us in his image to steward his creation, and he mandates we guard the sacred gift of his breath within us, Genesis 1 and 26. He said, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. God has set you up for success. Get back to that. In Exodus 20, 12, and 13, God support life. He say, under thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. He support life. But it's things that we must do. God say, I don't want you on life support. I'm supporting your life. He said in, in, in his commandment, he said, thou shalt not kill. He tells me that I support life. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he, him, male, and female, created he and them. So my sisters, I want you, guys, I want you to know as well that God has a plan and God has a purpose for you. God has given you power. He has given you authority to call those things which are not as though they were. When we come together as a brother and sisters and start using the word of God in a mighty way, God is going to reconcile some things and God is going to cause a great revival and God is going to manifest his glory inside of us. Lord, we know that God has set forth for us to take care of the land that God has already prepared before us. God will always prepare a thing before he sent a thing. We have to understand that. And while I was reading Ezekiel and, and he was telling Ezekiel, he called him the son of man. And I had to go to John 3 and 13, and Jesus say, And no man have ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Hmm. All this is going to come together. He said you can't be listening to any man. You can't listen to no man. He say, I've been up there, I've been down here. I am the son of man. He was talking to Nicodemus, and we'll get there. But God wants you to know, listen to the son of man and not just any man. You can't let nobody tell you what you can and what you can't be. He don't want you to let nobody uh, take away the passion and the purpose that he has for your life. The instructions come from him. No man, but the son of man. The term son of man is one of, the, one of Jesus' favorite names for himself. He would refer to himself using this title several times in the gospel. This is a phrase which the Jewish people would uh, recognize according to Daniel 7 and 13. Daniel say, I saw in the night vision. And behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, this is who we serve, and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. 
and John 3, he go back to tell Nicodemus, Jesus explained that a person who won't believe earthly claims, won't believe heavenly ones, either if Nicodemus or anyone else rejects what Jesus says about heaven. God said that there's, there's not another source, it's only one source which they can go. And this is how I know that God support life because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever so believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. As I come to my close, my brothers and sisters, because I didn't get the three looks already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get God a hand praise. Get God a hand praise. <laughs> I'm glad I drove today. <laughs> God is good. As I come to my conclusion, God is saying it's time to disconnect the cord of life support. And he's saying it's, it's time to start to live again through the spirit of God. God is saying it's time to let go of the things that's sucking the life up out of your bodies. God is saying it, and it's time to use our lungs to breathe again and to use our heart to love again. And most of all, protect our brain that we can use our minds more clearly. He said, well, I brought you back to that scripture that you preached eight years ago, but really didn't have a clear understanding of what I was saying at the time, Minister Burrell. He said, when I said that the hand of the Lord was upon me, he said, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he said, he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. So what God was, so what he said he did, he said, the hand of God was up on us. But the spirit of God carried me out. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to understand some things that you may be going through. The hand of God was up on me. And the spirit of God carried me out. Sometimes God will carry you and put you in a place that is dead. Just to show the manifestation that he has inside of you. He put me in a place that seemed like it had no life. I didn't understand what was going on at the time. But he says, son of man prophesies to these bones. He said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. He said, anything that's been born of the water and the spirit is the son of man. 
So now I understand that the power that Christ has, I has in me. When I go back to the book of Genesis, and he said he created man in his image. And in his likeness, I can call those things which are not as though they were. Prophesy to these bones. He said at first when he started to prophesize to these bones, he said these bones start to make a noise and they start to rattle a little bit. But he said the bones didn't have no breath in them at all. Then God said, Son of man, tell these bones what the Lord of God had to say to these bones. And in that instant I start to realize if I speak the word of God to any dry area of my life, God is going to do a revival up in his house. If I speak the word of God, God is going to transform some things that was dead in my life. He said, you got the power to call those things which are not. He said, because you got the same power that my son has gave you. He said, you see, your smart, the son of God, the son of man, he, he, the, the Bible says Jesus used that name proudly, the son of man. Some of us go around and we're proud of the nicknames Fuzzo and Big Red and, and Lit T. We're proud of those names, but I'm going to go by a new name, the Son of Man. Because I realized when they called me Fuzzo in the street, I didn't have the power that the Son of Man carries. But when I walk against my enemy, and I tell my enemy that the Son of Man has sent me. And that no weapon that formed against me shall prosper. I want you to know something right now. I'm steady walking into my purpose. I may be distracted by the things that's going on around me. But one thing I know. Greater is he. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He said on today that there were some people going to live again. He said on today, prophesize to your brothers and sisters and tell them to be encouraged. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Learn to listen. Train your body. Train your mind to hear God in the storm. Prophesize. Men and women. Girls and boys. Children of all alike. Prophesize to these things. Call these things that you want in your life. Whatever you desire. Whatever you want to God that he's going to get it for you. No matter what you go through in life, trust God. No man can dictate your future. 
No me. No me. But the son of man. He come to support life. And he come to give life and he come to give it more abundantly. You got to understand, even as Job went through the trials and the tribulations that he went through, you're going to have people speak in your ear and think it's your fault, think you've done something to go through the things that you're going through. You got to understand, maybe God said, have you considered We all want the miracle. But we don't want to be in a situation to see the miracle. A man went to the doctor. And he told the doctor, he said, everything... Oh, my body hurts. Everything, I feel pain. The doctor said, touch your head. He said, ow. The doctor said, touch your knee. He said, ow. The doctor said, touch your elbow. He said, ow. The doctor said, man, you got a dislocated finger. Everything ain't that bad. Hallelujah. Give God a hand, praise. I'm through. Amen. Let's give our brother a hand again.